the count welcome to our show we hope you will enjoy them when movies reek in an endless parade and strange and frightening sounds echo through the audio system of your choosing. Whenever Andy's anger flickers, where the air is deathly still with plot holes and fourth wall breaks, that is a time when ghosts of old Disney movies are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish listeners, to the Medfield College Film Society. I am your host, your host host. <laughs> our tour begins here in this gallery, here where you see paintings of some of our society members as they appeared in their corruptible pre-flubber viewing state. Kindly step in all the way, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Please drag your bodies away from the walls and into the dead center of the room. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted podcast actually stretching? Or is it your patience to listen about more and more niche movies? Hmm? And consider this dismaying observation. This podcast has no windows and no doors, and hardly any taste, which offers you this chilling challenge, to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. With a spooky Halloween special, Woody, Woody, Woody. <laughs> Let me introduce my illustrious colleagues this spooky evening. In the swamps of central Florida, where the bears roam free and invade <laughs> Disney parks. Michael Crawford, my brother, how you doing this Halloween spooky evening? Boo, get out. I'm I'm excellent. <laughs> I'm I'm here in my suit of armor. Uh, teetering back and forth. This one's already taken! <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, yes. And in That's the... what I call a pretty lady. <laughs> Fun, huh? <laughs> yes, and we're going to go up to the mountains. Ah, oh, the cold mountain, perhaps. Andy Brown. Happy Halloween, oh. Andy. Hello. Happy Halloween. <laughs> That's a really jovial Michael Eisner right there. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, and in the Queen City, looking for that gold they found before the 49ers, Mr. Robert McSwain. Robert, how's it going? I'm, uh, we've been, like, harping on stories from your father here on the podcast. Lately. Yeah. Wasn't there a... A really good Halloween story oh, about yes, him. Yes, there was. There was. <laughs> there was a uh, a child urination on the front porch on Trick or Treat. <laughs> My dad scared him so bad. Oh boy! 
Well, your voice kind of reminded me because of, of, of him doing his like spooky voice. I, I remember and then Do I you, heard that story. What about Red Devil? You want to share that one? <laughs> so was it your thirteenth? Thirteenth. Yep. Yep. Yeah. This is so a good we, one. We had a sleepover there at, at, at the Shelby uh, uh, Crawford House. And Wilson was the uh, master of ceremonies that evening. <laughs> yes, he was. He was in his element. <laughs> and we played a game called Red Devil, <laughs> which was basically just sort of like hide and seek, but in the dark. In the with dark Satan. With, with Satan. Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so we would start at the front of the house, and then your dad went and hid in the back of the house, and we had to say. Uh, what was the song? We had to sing what a chant. It? Ain't no devils out devil, tonight. Yeah, Mama killed daddy, them all last night. Or daddy or killed them all. Killed, yeah. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> killed them all last night. So <laughs> we come around the corner to the back where the big oak tree was and he leaps out at us. And like, it was the sheer terror. And, Red devil! <laughs> and we're all like trying to get away and he's chasing after us. It was, it was bizarre. He, he was in a high, he was not thinking about fortuosity that night. He was. No, definitely not. Or scaring children into peeing <laughs> on the front doorstep. <laughs> oh man. Some really good Halloween memories here at the society we do have. Did your did your mom get really into Halloween, Robert? We got a lot of good your mom stories here too. She did. She dressed up like a witch, um, yeah. like and rode around town one time. <laughs> was this Halloween <laughs> or was this just any other time? Yeah, <laughs> now, this was Halloween. I'm trying to remember what 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 the what's what the what it why she did that. Um, but she was like in full witch costume and like driving a, a Caprice classic station wagon around <laughs> Shelby. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> cackling and like, she was in full character yeah she did not break character and, uh, oh. i think she was coming to do like a um some sort of performance at the school <laughs> halloween party and, um, and then there was one time like a joint effort here she came up with a scheme uh, where she took a song, she took Christmas songs and yeah. she had your dad sing it and oh, oh he didn't want to do it. Oh, he So he wow. brought him over and she, he was like, she's like, you need to do the voice, Wilson, make him be, be all funny. No, I don't, stop it, this is ridiculous. And then he, he went into full character and then somewhere it's still around. I need to, I need to dig that up. Like, you guys need it. Was this for even? This was for a Halloween party we did at, in school. It was a puppet show. She did this whole puppet show where she had this witch singing about, um, <laughs> and, uh, and no, or it was a, it was a, he played the vampire it was a witch, what? the vampire. Oh man. I never knew about this one. And then he what? did the, uh, he, did, he did the response and he was all in like, <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, I gotta find it now. I, I'm, wow. I'm yeah. Sure. We gotta get that. Yeah. Your mom could pull stuff out of my dad podcast. Uh, stars, uh, but yeah, she could pull stuff out of our dad that no one else could. In fact, she threw uh, my dad a legit wake for his 40th birthday party. That's right, I forgot yeah. about the wake. <laughs> oh gosh, with like everybody dressed up in black and they had like gravestones and everything. It was... Gravestones in the front yard, and <laughs> <laughs> like with Wilson, all of like Wilson's like. I don't remember what it was. it was like. Yeah, it was. It was really, man. I can't believe he attended that event. 
But uh, we have pictures. We have it's the power. It's the gravitational force. Well, all that sets us up very well um, as we're uh, the Crawfords' big Christmas family. I know McSwain's are as well. The Christmas Halloween Nexus. We should have had this, you know, between holidays this year. Who knows? But Michael, what are we watching tonight? Tonight we are watching the 1993 Hello Christmas classic, The Nightmare Before Christmas, directed by Mr. Henry Selick, written by Caroline Thompson, based on a story by Tim Burton, featuring the voices of Danny Elfman, Chris Sarandon, Catherine O'Hara, bless her, William Hickey, Glenn Shaddix, and Paul Rubens, R.I.P. Man, yeah, what a role Tim Burton was on at this point. I mean, yes. mercurial rise from kind of oddball Disney animator to being asked to direct Pee-wee's Big Adventure to Beetlejuice, Batman, to and Batman. this. Yeah. It's just, uh, it was a different time. Yeah. It was the I, late 80s. Hollywood taking some, taking some risks. And uh, Burton wanted to direct this, but he was busy on Batman Returns. So Henry Selick, who was also a former Disney animator, uh, stepped in, directed Henry Selick, a stop-motion master, uh, done some great films over the years. And obviously this is one of them. But uh, yeah, this is an idea that Burton had when he was working at Disney in the early 80s as a young animator and just having weird ideas. And he had written this poem, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and wanted to make it into a TV special. He had made the Vincent, the short film Vincent, about the dog that rises from the dead. And um, yeah, wanted to make this into a TV special or something, but it never happened. And he got fired because, I mean... Obviously, yeah, like Disney in the early would, '80s yeah. and uh, Tim Burton, and so he left and then became super famous, and then wanted to make something with this character that he'd come up with. But Disney still owned the rights. But thankfully, Disney at the time very willing to get on the Burton train now that he was like yeah. one of the biggest names in Hollywood, and uh, this is the result. And they pushed this one pretty hard. I mean, I remember hearing about it and seeing it a lot, and. Obviously, we've said that they involved this in the Disney MGM Studios tour, the back lot. There yeah. Was big set from here. and Big set. That's what and I remember, I remember yeah. the little armatures of Jack's faces. Yeah. That yes. they had out and everything. And yeah, this was something that they, it was originally a touchstone release because they thought it was too weird Makes to be a sense. Disney release. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it was a touchstone. And it did all right. It didn't do great, like super great, but it did all right. I mean, it uh, made a profit and made, you know, made him some money. But as you know, in Hollywood, it's got to make all the money or it doesn't count. So it kind of, kind of came and went. And then you know, the hot topic happened. <laughs> hot topic in Japan, I think, huh. are what saved this movie. And. Suddenly it kind of came back and became a cult thing and then uh, kind of a bigger than a cult thing. And uh, I know they, they post converted it to 3d there and would release it every year, like in the, in the naughties, you know, every year at Halloween for a while there in cinema. And yeah, it just kind of 
kind of became a thing on its own. That's, I have it, a question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was today at work, my co-producer slash director I work with for my real job was a big fan of this movie. He mentioned that Burton didn't want his name on it. Um, that's, that's what he said and his, and he had written a term paper on it. So I'm assuming he was right. I don't, I've, I don't, I didn't know that, but he said in the, in the 11th hour, Disney was kind of panicking that no one was going to want to see it. And they thought if they put attached Burton to it, you know, at, at the top of the, the title, then uh, people would, would be more, you would flock to it faster. But that definitely sounds like them for sure. Yeah. So I, especially yeah, at that time. I, yeah. I have no, I have no reason to doubt that at all. I that he was he really wanted it to be uh was it Selick is that yeah Henry Selick yeah Henry Selick's you know thing and he didn't want you know to, uh, yeah. you know, to kind of step in front of him what a guy but, but well, Disney was like no we we got to have you because you're the you're the, the the man right now so it's the same company that uh, almost this exact time said they wouldn't use Robin Williams's name to promote Aladdin and then did it anyway right. and infuriated him so uh, yeah that scans. Clearly, they made up for that later with, uh, you know, old flubs. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I have an aside here because I've just seen so much about this online. Uh, Has anybody revisited Batman Returns? And if so, is it really good? Because I remember going to see it at Cinema 4 and being very confused. (laughs) Anybody? People love that movie. They do. Like See, some, really a lot of people core. say it's the best Batman movie, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I see that what? all the time. Yeah, that's. I guess I'm not shocked because people are like defending the prequels and yeah, other that's a big thing yeah. things that <laughs> I yeah. didn't care too much for. <laughs> yeah, people are dumb. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I like all the stuff. All the stuff with Catwoman, I think, was really good. Yeah. But then I think of like the penguin like biting that person's like neck or something. Yes. It was the nose. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, biting the nose. That's right. And uh think about it. Too much of that. Too yeah, much of that. too much of that. I, I agree. Well, okay. I haven't We're watched safe. it. This is a safe place. I guess I haven't seen that movie in probably maybe since I saw the theater. So it's been yeah, a maybe while. yeah, maybe I should give it. It's um, a weird one. Yeah, well, speaking of Tim Burton, his little uh, magic feather, Danny Elfman, heavily involved in this film. Hey, uh, you know, he was on Flubber too. <laughs> yeah, what a night and what a night and day back and forth yeah. this this is between this and Flubber, really. Yeah, not only did he do the music, but he did the voice of Jack. I know, and it blends so well. It is always been weird to me that it's a different voice because i just think of it as such a yeah as the same voice really between talking and singing it's it's not young simba uh you're saying no 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 it is not wait a second so danny elfman he did the singing or he did the talking singing all right so there was a different actor doing the talking yeah chris saranda did the talk yeah wow wow it's kind of amazing yeah 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 Andy, had you seen this one? I have. Yes, this is um, I'm not. Uh, th- this is one of those that, because of kids, you just kind of have to see it. I think. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I've seen this one. I actually, 
I take that back. I have never seen it all the way through until we did this, but I have seen parts of it. Yeah. We always watch this every year now with our son and now daughter. And, you know, we, we will make it through most of it, but not all. And so, yeah, I mean, I had seen it all before, but it was the first time in a long time I had watched it all the way through. So, uh, yeah. Robert, Robert had never seen it though. Robert, you had not. never seen this one. I well, can you give it, yeah. your spoiler-free reaction then? Um, it wasn't bad. <laughs> Gotta say, yeah, it wasn't bad. It, it was. It, it was what I expected. I'd, you know, I knew about it. I knew what it was about, and I'd seen the set and kind of, and I knew what Tim Burton was. And I'm not a huge Tim Burton fan, although Pee Wee's Big Adventure is one of my favorite I mean, movies. That's just another um, league but uh it's um but yeah i'm i'm, I'm kind of lukewarm on it all right well should we begin the discussion gentlemen anything else to say about this before we dive in let's do it ho 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 all right well andy will you take us into halloween town and the nightmare before christmas We get a modern Disney intro, which I liked. <laughs> I no, know that's cheating. That, that yeah. was such <laughs> cheating. I thought that too. I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Started and we get the title. Nothing fancy. Just Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas by Tim Burton. By Tim Burton. <laughs> Written by Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Tim Burton. <laughs> Directed by Tim Burton. Sorry. Please, oh. please like this. <laughs> Of course, a play on the famous Christmas story, The Night Before Christmas. Um, the camera pushes in on a circle of trees, each containing a symbol of all the major holidays, at least American holidays, right? Uh, I counted seven total. There was like New Year's Day, Valentine's, St. Patrick's Day, Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and lastly, Halloween. I love in- this. I love the, the trees and the woods. Yeah, the- it's fine. Yeah, as a narrator tells about where holidays come from and how this story took place a long time ago, with the camera pushing in, the Halloween tree painted with a jack o' lantern has like the, this door like thing that kind of opens up, and we go into the blackness, and the music kicks in, and we start seeing a series of all kinds of spooky Halloween figures and images like a jack o' lanterns and uh, like a strange, like a scarecrow jack o' lantern thing. Uh, which it's in the wind and this being stop motion, that was amazing right there. Oh my just gosh. watching how the wind interacted with it. And that was yeah. so well done. Yeah. 
and yes, there's ghosts flying through the cemetery, which I, I'm amazed. How, how did they do that? How did they do the ghosts? I think it, that was probably traditional animation, I would guess. Yeah, but the way they blend the traditional animation stuff with the claymation is really yeah. amazing. I think yeah, it, it really is. I mean, that's what this whole movie to me is just like sorcery. Like, I don't know yes. how it exists. Yeah. Like, oh, just, I've, I've yeah. seen, you see CGI animation, you see like old traditional hand-drawn animation. But like stop motion to me is like, how is that real? Yeah. I just can't imagine doing it. Yeah. It took them three years to make this movie, I think. I bet it did. Yeah, yeah I believe it. about right. Because I mean, they had to write long. it and have all the music and then animate to that, which mm. is crazy. So, yeah, so there's all these strange, scary monsters, and they're singing, this is Halloween. Um, one thing I want to say about the character design, you know, it's kind of, they're kind of like grotesque. It is yeah, a, absolutely yeah. there's a certain art style that it's not just like this silly scary, but it's like a like a creepy scary. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought it was like this, interesting like that kid with like the stitched up eyes and stuff like. Yeah, oh. the, that's why I was really surprised that this was a Disney movie, and I'm you know you guys touched on it in the intro, but uh, I could see why they would be hesitant to release this under the Disney <laughs> the Disney. Yeah, name. right. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's one of my first notes was how was this sold to Disney, but <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, I guess I just I, I admire Disney back then, and I, not so much now, uh, for taking risks on stuff like this, and you yeah. know, and sticking their neck out and saying, "All right, yeah, let's try a stop motion animated, grotesque Halloween movie." Tim yeah, Burton, sure, Tim Burton, Tim Burton, Tim Burton. <laughs> Tim Burton. <laughs> All right. Well, as the song draws to a close, that that scarecrow jack o' lantern man that we saw there at the beginning is introduced as Jack Skellington, King of the Pumpkin Patch. Jack sets himself on fire, much to the delight of the creature citizens of Halloween Town. And then he extinguishes himself in some sort of like green goo water stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then rises up to applause from the creatures and looking more like a combination of like a, a white skeleton and a jack-o'-lantern. That's about an accurate description, would you say? I think so, yeah. All right. Well, Halloween is over, and everyone in Halloween Town has been celebrating and doing their Halloween jobs. Jack and the mayor of Halloween Town are thanking everyone, and and I just the the mayor weirds me out. I know it's the oh, voice God. of the guy from uh, Beetlejuice. It's Otho, yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice. Still not a big fan out. of the mayor. No. no. <laughs> Jack. What would you say it is about the mayor that's like you have the problem with? Uh, so he's got two faces that rotate and he's an, an anxious mayor. Uh, I think it's just the shrillness of him that, mm -hmm. yeah. that bothers me. He's very shrill. Yeah. Yeah. And also I, I'm going to throw in the, that we're, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening, you know, there's just so yeah. many animation things. So if you guys want to you know, call out something, just go for it but gosh uh, it is like a visual like vomit right there's just <laughs> yeah. like so much going on from the very that's top. what i found like yeah just trying to I mean, i'm trying to figure out how they were doing all this stuff and just and just yeah it's there's yeah just so there's much so happening. many things that like so many little shots and things that i'm just obsessed with just like the way how he comes out of the goo and it's like running down his face and yeah. it's just little things like that stick in my mind I mean, part of it reminds me of, uh, I mean, I know uh, theme park design is from film design, but 
It does remind me of like some Imagineering stuff. There's like so many throwaway gags that are just designed in a certain spot. It's it's you know obviously very three dimensional because it's a real set, but um, it does it does kind of remind me of that. The all the everything is so in harmony and bizarre, and it's just so much work. It's just what I kept thinking. I'm like, first mm-hmm. you've got to design every single thing and then you've got to design where they are to interact with each other and who gets the attention and all that stuff it's just crazy yeah and 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 they shot at 24 frames a second so for every second they had to make 24 movements that's just crazy (laughs) that makes me nervous to think yeah yeah uh, all right, so Jack is the is the pumpkin king, like I said, I, and he's like the main guy or the leader of Halloween slash Halloween Town, even though there's a mayor. Uh, and apparently, he's really good at his job because everyone is congratulating him on another great, successful Halloween. Then, spectating from afar is this Frankenstein bride-looking kind of lady named Sally, who was um, created and lives with this creepy mad scientist guy. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, she's been lacing his dinner with some stuff to make him sleepy <laughs> called deadly nightshade. Also deadly nightshade. good band name. If there's not, yes, one yes. uh, also she can go out and check out the town and she's also got some sort of a thing for Jack. We're going to talk about this cause I don't quite follow this, but, uh, yeah, the creepy scientist guy played by, um, Oh, what's that actor's name? William Hickey. Yeah, William Hickey. He was on. I here's how I know William Hickey. I loved the show Wings on NBC. Uh huh. There was, and William Hickey played a reoccurring character on there named Carlton, who was just so bizarre. And I've always loved that guy ever since then. But uh, I was happy that I didn't realize that it was him. Uh, so yeah, he was awesome. But yeah, this this guy, he's he says Sally isn't ready for all this excitement. And he's in this like weird little motorized wheelchair kind of thing. Bizarre. Yeah. And he grabs her arm, but Sally resists because she doesn't want to leave. And uh, she unsews her arm. (laughs) It just kind of falls off. You know, she (laughs) she does the death death leopard drummer thing and leaves the arm with him. (laughs) And uh, she takes off running. (laughs) Well, the witches and creatures are all ooing and aahing over Jack. And uh, he's trying to slip away. Then the mayor starts handing out awards like vampire that drained the most blood in a single evening. <laughs> I love those like witches are kind of like thirsty for Jack. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Like, they're, not, they're like, hey, Jack, you're so great. Uh, yeah. Jack's not feeling Halloween anymore, guys. No. He's old slipped- hat. He's he's sadly kind of slips away to some sad music being played by a monster band trio, which I love <laughs> the monster band. And when he flips them a coin, and that saxophone player is like, "Nice work, Bone Daddy." <laughs> I think there's like an accordion player, and he's it's like a fish or something like that that yeah. he's like ripping apart and putting back together. You got the the upright bass player with like the little baby head and the. Yes. Sound hall. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. It's weird. So to, you know, to Jack, Halloween has become the same monotonous event that happens every single year, single year. And he's looking for something different. And he walks through another cemetery where Sally's laying low 
trying to mend the wound from her missing arm. Uh, and then she hears Jack, but then she hides, then kind of follows him as he walks along and he's singing and he's singing his thoughts on the, you know, on how he feels about Halloween. And we, he comes across his dog, his ghost dog, zero, who's got a red glowing nose for some strange reason, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Um, and he just keeps walking and walking and walking. He's trying to come up with something new for himself. All the while, Sally is dipping and darting behind headstones. And then she whispers to herself that she knows exactly how Jack feels. Well, Sally sees some more deadly nightshade, picking it and returning back to her home with the creepy mad scientist, Dr. Man, who takes her back and he reattaches her arm for her. And then we find out that Sally has already poisoned this guy like three times this month. (laughs) Also, she can run off because she's restless. Uh, and the creepy mad scientist doctor guy says that she, she is his because he made her with his own hands and she wouldn't be mm-hmm. running and she shouldn't be running off like she is. And he thinks this whole restlessness thing is, is, is temporary and it'll pass. It's kind of a weird relationship. I can't yeah, tell is, if yeah. it's like, yeah, if it's a romantic thing that he created or is a daughter thing or cause he's mean. And but then sometimes he's very caring towards her. It's kind of strange. Yeah. All right. Well, the next morning, <laughs> it is. Next, yeah. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> the next morning, back in Halloween Town, the mayor has arrived at Jack's house looking for him, and he rings the doorbell, which made me laugh because it's like a woman screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like you pull the string and. <laughs> like, ah! <laughs> uh, the mayor wants to discuss the plans for next Halloween with Jack, but he can't find him. And then when he's told that Jack's not home and hadn't been there all night, he gets rather upset. Gets his panic face on. Oh, yeah. Then cut back to Jack. Jack's walked so far now that he ends up in the middle of the same forest that we saw at the very beginning with those that circle of holiday trees. And Speaking of holiday trees. Yeah. Oh, yes, sir. It, um, it reminded me of my childhood with all the holiday trees. <laughs> And you may yeah, ask, were there multiple what, holiday trees? What are you talking about, Robert? And because we had a tree for every single holiday, ah, including oh. St. Patrick's Day, okay. Valentine's Day, uh, <laughs> Arbor Halloween. Day. No, it didn't do Arbor Day, tree. but all of, you didn't right, have a tree for Arbor Day. <laughs> but it had Easter and um, Thanksgiving had, had its tree, so. It, 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 <laughs> It's, it's a tree. I mean, it's not like a Christmas tree. It wasn't like huge. Uh, but I just it was thought like it was this, like the same tree up year round that just got different decorations. But well, no. it's tr- it's close. It was a white, it was a big branch she'd gotten out of the yard and painted it white <laughs> and then stuck oh. it in a pot. And then she would like add, um, the pot changed. I think it had like it, had, it would have Easter eggs on the pot or it maybe have like, you know, leaves for, and, you know, Thanksgiving type, uh, you know, decorations. And then she'd hang, uh, homemade decorations from it. And, uh, it stayed up almost year round. Like, I mean, it, I guess it, it came down briefly, stuff like, up. but, um, yeah. <laughs> the white tree of Gondor. <laughs> <laughs> So the the, the listeners branch, of all the holiday you've all met branch. my mom. This this should all track. So 
But yeah, as soon as I saw those trees, I thought, well, I'm going to have to mention that. It's very festive. Yeah. She knew. She was was ahead of her time. (laughs) Yeah. So that we got these holiday trees and Jack is amazed by them because it's something new and he doesn't know what to make of them. But then he sees one with a Christmas tree on it and the tree has a door on the trunk, just like the, the beginning of the film. And this door opens up and. Uh, and Jack starts falling through with, uh, I guess it's like snowflakes coming down around him. Uh, but he's falling through the sky, <laughs> a la Super Mario Brothers 2 intro. Uh, <laughs> and he's also doing like a Dean Jones-esque, whoa, as he's coming down. <laughs> until he finally lands in some snow. Uh, and he starts getting a, a lay of the land where, you know, with this new place, this new uh, new area he's never seen before. And he sees a charming town, uh, all decorated for Christmas, as he sings a song called What's This? He's amazed by everything, and he's so excited. And there's, uh, well, the lyrics are like, there's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. And then uh, they're busy building toys, and absolutely no one's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's just walking all over this place, and it's called Christmas Town, like Halloween Town. He's learning all he can, and he even discovers a jolly ho 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 man. Uh, and also, let's, I mean, the snow effects as they're walking through the snow was just yes. incredible. Yes, I believe so. Good. Well, back in Halloween Town, everyone is upset because Jack is missing, and the mayor's freaking out, like we said, and uh, and he's really upset because there's only 364 days left before the next Halloween. It's like, you got time there, Mayor. Uh, the mayor declares it's time to sound the alarm, which is in the shape of like a metal frightened cat. <laughs> and you crank its tail and it starts screeching. Um, which I love that. <laughs> I love that too. I would, I, I would love to have something like that. That's I was like, I wonder if they've ever made, surely they've made one of those. Uh, they've, they're bound to have at some point. Well, hearing the alarm, Sally is in the kitchen back at her home prison thing, whatever. Uh, and she's cooking up some soup for her captor and decides it's time to poison him again with some more deadly nightshade. She uses an interesting plot line for this movie with a lot going on already. Yeah, really? She uses some frog's breath to cover the odor and some worms wart for taste. But this time when she serves uh, the creepy mad scientist Dr. Guy, he's way more suspicious and uh frog's breath (laughs) that's good uh and he says he's not going to have any until she tries some well sally pulls out a slotted spoon from her sock as you do (laughs) and tricks him into thinking it's okay to consume which of course he does and he's put into a deep sleep i say i'm obsessed with like in this movie the little insert shots they do of things that are like not i i'm guessing not stop motion but are just like live action things like the shot of her with it just shows like the slotted spoon going into the bowl and then coming up and the soup like drains out i don't think they animated that i think that's just somebody sticking a spoon into a thing of goop that's interesting yeah there i mean i don't know that for a fact but i'm guessing um because why would you animate that if you didn't have to but uh, there are a few shots like that in the movie that I feel are probably just some like second unit live action shot. And I, I love it. I think it's fun. Yeah. They probably did something in the camera to kind of give it the effect that it may have been animated, but yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Totally. Well, with his dog zero barking and leading the way, Jack has returned uh, on a this kind of whacked out snowmobile looking thing. Telling the telling yes. the mayor to call a town meeting mayor because he's brought back tales of this strange Christmas land with all kinds of weird items. Everyone has arrived for the town meeting because yeah, before that, the mayor gets in like this car and he drives around. And he's like, town meeting. Yeah, he's got like the big like Blues Brothers loudspeaker on the top of his car. (laughs) Uh, Yes, everyone's arrived for the town meeting, including Sally, fresh off of poisoning her her (laughs) dad, lover, maker. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Jack describes everything he saw in Christmas Town, and he even has a Christmas tree with presents to show them. Well, everybody in town's fascinated with all this, and. But they don't quite grasp how it's not scary or related to Halloween. Um, and the mayor endorses Christmas right away. He's like, I think we should try it. Uh, but then Jack tells them about the leader king of this Christmas town called Sandy Claus. with C-L-A-W-S. Who sets out to slay with his rain gear on. And everyone cheers and Jack's glad they're excited, but admits that he doesn't think they understand the feeling you get when you're in Christmas town. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think Jack understands the feeling you get in Christmas town. No, Jack's a little confused about, yeah. about yeah. a few things. So then Jack's back at his house and he's reading all these Christmas books so he can learn more about it. When his house is kind of decorated in spooky Christmas stuff, like a spider web lit with Christmas lights. And (laughs) and also where did he get the books on Christmas? I was wondering that too. Good question. (laughs) Like Amazon goes to Halloween town. (laughs) And he says to himself, there's got to be a logical way to explain this Christmas thing. And he pulls out another book, which this gave me another laugh too. The book was just called the scientific method. <laughs> yeah. That cracked me up too. And, and like a vampire climbing into a coffin, this shuts the lid on act one. The next day at Doc's house, he's uh, got a headache after being poisoned yet again. Uh, He's uh, locking Sally in her room. Suddenly the doorbell rings and in walks Jack looking for equipment for a series of experiments to better understand and explain Christmas to Halloween Town. Back at Jack's um, house or tower, whatever he lives in, he's ready to begin his experiments getting all the scientific stuff out, like beakers and microscopes and all the you know, the usual sciencey stuff. So he puts a holly berry in the microscope slide and squashes it by accident uh, with the lens. Yeah, it's another good shot. That one's yeah. weird. That then maybe that I don't know, but that that might have been another uh, 
actual yeah, shot. It I'm may sure. have been. I've always wondered because it sure seems like it. It's but, very squishy. It's squishy, but what's funny is like they did that and it wasn't really necessary. Yeah. It doesn't really add much to the plot, but it was just something cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot in this movie that is just like, I was like, oh yeah, you're showing out. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. You, you, you know what you can do and you're showing off a little bit. He dips candy canes into electrified vats of stuff with a nice battery that says volts with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, I mean, it goes back to all the, like the, uh, just so many little details and little throwaway yeah. jokes here and there that, um, yeah, this time, uh, cause this is the, the heart, the, I guess closest I've watched it in a long, long time. Cause I've had it on and stuff, but I mean, it's different from sitting down and like watch watching it. And uh, there's just tons of little sight gags and stuff like that. Yeah, so there. many, so many. The candy cane comes out looking like uh, spaghetti, like, you know, cooked spaghetti. He tries to fold a paper snowflake, but the powers of Halloween Town cause it to come out looking like a spider in a web. <laughs> he does a uncomfortable autopsy on a teddy bear and checks its <laughs> stuffing. He crushes a Christmas ball into a... Uh, more uh, bubbly, liquidy stuff and produces a green glow and is Flubber. astounded by it. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I love that he's doing everything like so scientifically. Too. Right, right. Back at Doc's place, Sally is making a fresh batch of poison, or, or is she? Uh, she packs the liquid into a basket and lowers it down from her room to the street. Watching Jack's tower glow green in the distance, she leaps off to her death. Oh, oh wait, no, she's okay. Uh, she limps all over the place and grabs the leaves that have fallen out of her from her fall and they're strewn about. And she sort of restuffs herself and manages to sew herself back together with a needle and thread that she hid. Um, all in front of the band. That's all in front of the band. The band just, just kind of watching. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, another jumper. Oh, well. I mean, that's yeah. kind of. <laughs> that's probably like uh, standard standard issue around that house. Yeah. You know, par for the course. Uh, Doc goes to check on her only to find that she's hit the bricks. Jack has been up a while working on all of, ex- all of his experiments and Christmas math formulas. Uh, one of which was, I think it was uh, chestnuts over open fire. It was one of the formulas. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's yeah, good. it was the, um, which I thought was kind of, you know, another, another crazy detail. Uh, Sally raises the basket of goodies up to Jack's window somehow. And now I'm not sure why she just didn't, you know, knock on the door, and give it to him, but. See, uh, okay. Th- this is what I'm talking about. I don't get Sally's deal here. I mean, we, we don't even know that Jack knows her. You yeah. Know, he's never, he's never let on that. He knows who this is. But yet she's just, and I and I get why she would have a thing for him because he's like you know, the big man on campus kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's just it's it's really strange. Well, it's like the misunderstood loner thing, and you know they're they're kind of rec- she recognizes him as a kindred spirit. But I had the same thought of like, I don't know if he knows her. Like when he looks out the window, he's like, hey. Uh, then later he's like, hey, Sally. Uh, and so I was like, wait, you know, so what, you know, how, how well do you know each other in advance or whatever? But mm-hmm. love Sally. Love, love me some Sally. 
uh, Jack opens the bottle, uh, an aroma forms uh, out of the bottle and it turns into a butterfly. Uh, the mist does. So I guess that's to indicate that it's you know a good bottle, not something laced with poison. Uh, Jack goes back to the window to thank her, and she's gone. Uh-oh. Like Batman. Turns. Sally's uh, Sally's hiding by the gate. Uh, and she's in love now. At least she's just sort of pining for Jack now, sort of by the gate, uh, picking leaves off the dead thistle she has that suddenly turns into a Christmas tree and then bursts into flame. What does it all mean? <laughs> Pretty cool little <laughs> yeah back there. Yeah. So I mean, what's going on here, guys? This is uh, BMOC. I oh with the vision. Uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> I don't know, man. Doesn't look good. I can tell you that. Maybe it's As like this, Moses. It's like I didn't think anything about it. I just, I just saw it and I was like, oh, it just you know caught on fire because it's in uh, Halloween Town. That's Halloween what, Town. I mean, that could just happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that was my whatever. take too. That there wasn't, you know, it was just one of those things. Yeah. As the sum, uh, the excuse me. As the sun comes up, our chorus of vampires sing that something's up with Jack. He's locked himself in his tower. He can't get Christmas out of his head. He's going to make Christmas, Halloween Town into Christmas Town and uh, exclaims to the crowd watching below who cheers in excitement. Jack begins assigning Christmas jobs to everyone. The doctor's job will be to make reindeer. In walks Oogie, Oogie's boys, Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Mm-hmm. Man, these kids. I hate these kids. God, yeah. These kids. Yeah. And then what, which one was uh, Paul Rubens? Which one did he uh, play? Lock. The okay. one with the devil mask, I believe. Yeah. All right. Jack has his uh, special assignment for them and warns them to leave that no good Oogie Boogie out of it. The misfits cross their fingers and agree to his terms. And we all know what that means with the cross fingers. Mm-hmm. Not. This is one, like, and I I guess, well, we're not going to, like, rate this in the end. So I'll talk about this here. But, um, like, I, I like about this movie is that it's really, it's really short. It's really fast. It's paced like. Like one one of those like Walt era animated movies that just like moves. Yeah. Like they're yeah. like we meet Jack, we're in Halloween town, we find out about Jack, he's off to do his thing. There's no like fat to it at all. So I hate to suggest that they pad it out at all with anything, but I would like some explanation of first who these bratty kids are, why Jack would trust them. Yeah. When they're clearly not trustworthy whatsoever. Also, who's Oogie Boogie? What's <laughs> the pa- what's the power dynamic between Jack and Oogie Boogie? Because later when we meet Oogie Boogie, he's clearly scared of Jack. But what and how does the mayor factor? How what's how's the what how's the, the balance of power in Halloween Town? What what are the checks question. and balances? And what's the electoral <laughs> process to make the mayor the mayor? I'd like to know yeah, exactly. Probably the same as ours. <laughs> well, you I mean, I was, those are all questions that I, I was asking myself. I mean, I, I didn't, 
I felt like they needed to flesh that out a little bit more, right? And yeah, like I have a like I think everything in this movie moves really great up until they introduce Lock, Shock, and Barrel, because it's like who are these people? And it's like something you don't understand until you watch a movie a second time because later you kind of find out like what their deal is and who Oogie Boogie is, but like when when it comes up, there's no explanation of it. It's like okay, I'll. I guess we'll find out what that means later, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, that's my that's my only beef. Back to the mayor. I just thought of this. He has two faces. Is that because he's a politician? Yeah, it's gotta oh, be. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, the one is the like the glad handing and the other is fearful because he's you know, scared of everything. Got it. Carry on, Robert. The kids set out on their quest to kidnap Santa Claus. Sandy Claus. They, uh, pardon me, uh, Sandy Claus. They break out into song about how they're going to torture him and then give him Oogie Boogie, the meanest guy in town. Yeah, this is like the, this is like the only part of the movie I don't like. And it's like, this is, we've, we're a field from Jack and Sally and these are really annoying characters so we don't we don't need this and the song is just too much too weird too weird well if it's not weird enough they uh go and collect all their weaponry they have bats with nails in them and battle axes and spears and other uh torture devices and they do it riding off in a bathtub naturally (laughs) And we close with Oogie Boogie throwing snake eyes with his evil dice and laughing at the idea of getting Santa Claus or Sandy Claus. Back at the town, uh, the townspeople are, uh, and Jack are trying to uh, teach the town jazz band how to play jingle bells. (laughs) This is great. in In a minor key. Yeah. Sally tries to warn Jack about her premonition of flaming thistles or whatever, and that she thinks it means bad news for Jack and his Christmas scheme. See, they could have made that clear. They could have made it that, because it wasn't clear that that was a premonition. She just started saying it, but it was like, you kind of had to make a a jump to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe when she was holding it, she should have made some reference. Like, what does this mean? This is, this can't be good. See, she like, could have been a witch and seen something in like a you know a cauldron or something. That would have been, I think, better. Or you know, I don't know. Yeah, could have to it. at least know that she has like visions or right. Or Give things. us something, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, her only so far her only talents that she can rip off her you know extremities yeah. <laughs> and, right. and beat people with them <laughs> yeah, after the yeah. fact. <clears throat> Uh, Jack is too engrossed in his plan and wants Sally to make his Santa outfit. He's just not, doesn't want to hear about the bad news. He's only focused on the good times right now. Uh, the ghoulish kids return with their catch only to find it's actually the Easter bunny. (laughs) This is weird, weird, weird Easter bunny at that. Yeah, it is. Uh, back at doc's place. He's building a new girl to replace Sally. Uh, Igor or Igor interrupts. With the plans for the reindeer, 
the town begins to sing uh, Making Christmas as they work on their projects with their own evil twists. Like the, the duck with the bullet holes. Yes. Oh, whoa. And blood. Yeah. So they, yeah. they're smashing toys. They have, there's ducks with bullet holes and blood and. The duck with the bullet holes always makes me think of uh, Batman Returns. There's a, there's a, it, cause wasn't there like a giant like duck? Wasn't he, the yeah. people riding it, a giant duck oh, in that? Oh yeah. That's correct. Yes. So there's a little parody there. Also Paul Rubens in both of them. So he that's was right. included in everything. He's the penguin's parent, father, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, let's see. Where am I? Uh, so, uh, the, um, I'm just gonna throw in real quick. Side, I got to see Paul Rubens as Pee Wee one time. Oh, uh, shut up! Uh, my uh, when my let's see, which I guess it was my first. Yeah, my first when my first kid was born, uh, the wife and I took a trip to. The Hollyweird, and uh, we, we got to go to a, a taping of Conan, and the guest that night was Paul Rubens. That's awesome! Yeah, it was great. It was pretty amazing. It was actually it was Pee Wee Herman, you know, not Paul Rubens, but yeah, it was awesome. Man, and that he, is so cool. And that is did, great. They did, you can go watch when you know, that he, he recently passed, and so they're throwing up all kinds of stuff that he had done with them. And one of them is he tells the story of uh, of Lent. And you know, in the way that Pee Wee would and Conan plays uh, Jesus and everything, it's great. So uh, we got to see all that. That was awesome. <laughs> oh man, that's great! Yeah, first getting to see Conan in general is amazing, but then to have him be the guest is even better. Yeah, yeah. Jack's going around. He's giving uh, advice to the townsfolks on how to make Christmas, but he's pretty delusional uh, with his advice, and he's not like saying, "Eh, maybe you know, not." Maybe a few less bullet holes in the toys. <laughs> right. um, Jack's an enthusiast. He's just right. enthused about things. He's like, this is great. This is nice. Uh, <laughs> while the countdown. <laughs> Good bullet holes. <laughs> while the countdown to Christmas reads 35 days, uh, we flash over to Christmas Town, and they're hard at work, too, making the toys. Uh, and their countdown reads 12 days to Christmas. One of the things that really caught my attention was there's the elves are like polishing the Christmas sleigh and you can see the reflection it's, of yeah. the elves in yes. the sleigh. And I'm like, how did they do that? Yes. So many I mean, shots in this. I, I, there are a lot of shots of Jack, like when he's singing stuff where they like rotate the camera as he's like walking or singing and stuff. It's just like, how in the world did you do that? But yeah, stuff like with the reflections and things, is oh yeah, and there's that other shot like earlier when he's when he first goes into the Christmas door, there's the the handle there, and he as he's reaching for it, the camera shot of him reaching for it shows a reflection of the forest behind him. I'm like, how in the it's just mind boggling how they did that. Yeah, yeah, these guys are masters. They're truly. Back at Doc's lab, he's created skeleton reindeer and. In Christmas Town, as Andy was pointing out, they're waxing and polishing Santa's sleigh for the big night. And back and forth, contrasts continue as each town is working hard, filling boxes with toys, stuffing stockings, feeding snakes, making Jack in the boxes, uh, getting Santa's sleigh loaded up. Jack loads up 
his cauldron or, or barrel or something with gifts naturally. Uh, back at Santa's house, the uh, lock, shock, and barrel nab Santa. Sally is putting the final touches on Jack's Santa outfit. She's not comfortable with this transformation she's seen. She's pleading with him to remember who he is. He's the pumpkin king and he's not Santa Claus. Why does she so, like him again? At this yeah, remember exactly. who you are. What's her <laughs> deal? I still don't get it. Well, she didn't have much to account for. Yeah, really. I was about to say there's, there's not in this Halloween town. There's uh, yeah, not a lot going around. <laughs> Slam picking, yeah. So the kids show up with Santa, and Jack is shocked to find that his hands are not claws at all. They're hands. Santa comes to shocked at his situation and can't uh can't say that i blame him if i had come to in that situation yeah uh, jack grabs his hat and tells him he's on vacation jack will take it from here and uh the kids take santa off in their tub and sally has to stop jack she goes and gets some fro- some fog juice she has stowed away Again, though, Jack not doing the due diligence with the not kids. Not at all. No. Um, he's like, take care of him. Make sure he's comfortable. And it's like, these are not trustworthy people, Jack. Come on. It's a trick-or-treaters. Sally sneaks by to see Doc making a female version of himself, stuffing half his brain in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Locks. conversations we'll have. Exactly. Uh, Lock, Shock, and Barrel are stuffing Santa down Oogie Boogie's chute, and his uh, and he falls into Oogie's lair with lots of black light effects. Yeah, see, like, it's like, why is he down there? Why? Uh, it, yeah, I, I wish they would have explained more because it just yeah. did not make any sense. Because I, yeah, I, no, I, I mean, he's the boogeyman. We learn in his later, but. Like he's got a, he's got a laundry chute that goes down to him. He <laughs> right. lives underneath the the thing, and he <laughs> likes like gambling, gambling <laughs> themes, uh, like the man Torture. with the golden gun. Yeah. He's yeah. The, uh, who's the dad of the? Is it Tiara, the frog of the princess? Oh, the shadow oh, man. man. Yeah. Oh yeah, Doctor Facilier. Yeah, Dr. very Facilier. similar. Yeah. yeah. This just gives me PTSD from a level in Kingdom Hearts, which is this, <laughs> uh, where it's weird because it's like Lair is set up. I was like, it's set up like a level from a video game. And I'm like, yeah. And it was a level in a video game because they just had to directly lift the stuff from the movie. I mean, they didn't have to change it at all to make it a video game level with those. Yeah. All the shooting playing cards and spinning knives and things and it's so weird so the boogeyman goes uh in the song about uh again how he's a gambler and <laughs> he doesn't but he doesn't play fair um can you roger as, <laughs> you got <laughs> no to hold him <laughs> got no wind to hold him uh, lock, shock, and barrel are listening through the boogie shoot uh, with the light. And we wrap up Act Two.
Just split a seam now if I don't die laughing first. Mr. Oogie Boogie says there's trouble close at hand. You better pay attention now, cause I'm the boogeyman. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong. Cause this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. You're joking. You're joking. I don't believe my eyes. <laughs> wow, that's good, Michael. That's really good. You're kidding me. You're ki- <laughs> well, 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 what have we here? <laughs> Michael, audio, cosplay, oogie boogie. For... <laughs> yeah, all right, good. Oogie boogie bash. You're um, joking. <laughs> Well, we see the courtyard of Halloween Town with the mayor directing a macabre version of Here Comes Santa Claus as <laughs> Sally pours some kind of witch's brew into the well. Jack rises from a coffin in his Sandy Claus outfit as the mayor begins to take some manner of proclamation, of course. But in the meantime, Sally's witch's brew has made a fog very thick that alerts Jack, says we can't take off in this. Reindeer can't see in front of their noses. Sally is relieved, but Jack is crestfallen. But Zero approaches Jack, and he realizes he can lead the team a la Rudolph, and off they go, up a ramp prepared for them. As Sally mournfully looks on, they take off over the full moon. So, he's off for Christmas. Sally waves to her dearest Jack. She hopes her premonition is wrong. The band plays on and she sings on. She senses something in the wind that seems like tragedy is at hand. Does he even notice my feelings for him? Clearly not, Sally. Clearly not. He is no. pretty clueless. He 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 misses he misses a lot. He doesn't. He misses a much. Lot. Yes. Yeah. Catherine O'Hare. She didn't get to really do much. You know, I wish she'd had like another song or something because yeah. it's she's good. doing the singing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she is That's doing good. singing. Yeah, she's just good. Feels like she could be doing more, at least with her speaking parts. There's, there's yeah. not, it's a lot of no, Jack, don't Jack. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, Jack. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm it's sad zero, Jack. What's uh, in uh, the first Batman, uh, Jack Napier's girlfriend? She's like, hey, Jack, we're going to look at the painting. <laughs> That's right. It's like that. Jerry, what was her name? Jerry Hall. Go, Jack. Yeah, Hall. Zero's going to get the hydrophobia, Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> we cut to Jack and his team of reindeer and Zero hurrying on to the everyday world. And he is feeling it, boy. He is tapped into some joy. He's enthusiast. He's into it. Yeah. He crashes into the first house and knocks an angel off the roof, which wakes up a tiny tot in the house. When the child gets up to see Santa, he instead sees Jack filling up a stocking and is, you know, understandably terrified. Jack says he has a special present for him and heads back up the chimney. By this point, the kid's parents are up and ask, what did Santa bring? To which the kid opens up a present and pulls out a shrunken head, which is a great, 
little scene. <laughs> I love how the kid isn't really bothered by it, but the right. parents are freak out. I distinctly remember that being in the trailer. Yeah. 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 We cut to a police office, which I just love <laughs> this shot. They've got the officer's like hands and body, but his face is hidden by one of those giant like light orbs that say police uh, that they used to have. He takes a call with a screaming woman on the other end, a mother who claims the toy has attacked her child, to which the policeman responds, yeah, this is the second call like that we've received. He has a real Bambuga's vibe to him. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Jack's like doodles. He's got like a sheet yeah. of doodles in front of him <laughs> where he's doodling like cop face or whatever. If it was like Pixar, they would have like a million shorts on Disney Plus for this policeman. And <laughs> oh yeah, all the calls for, that he gets on different yeah. holidays. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Jack is blissed out and back in Halloween Town. They're watching along in their witch's brew. Uh, in an old <laughs> lady's house, he drops a haunted wreath, which I thought was funny. In another, a giant snake around a tree. Two kids wake up with the sadistic bullet duck, which starts chasing them around the house. <laughs> Legit scary stuff. There. So scary. I love the the tree, the one with the snake in it. It has, like, everything's, like, super, like, mid-century. Yeah, like, they the color Tim wheel. Burton's childhood. They've yeah. got the color wheel on the aluminum tree. I love that. Yeah, so good. Jack continues to drop presents down chimneys to screams. Bats fly from trees. The snake eats the tree that we were just talking about. We see people locking doors and windows, turning up their fireplaces, which I thought was really funny. And Jack has no clue. Well, the policeman now has four phones and is answering constant phone calls. And the radio is broadcasting. Very Spaceship Earth radio booth there. (laughs) Yes. that, That an imposter is ruining this holiday. To which all of Halloween Town rejoices. I thought that was a real Simpsons moment there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the radio host says military units have been mobilized to intercept this imposter. And now Sally's nervous again. Again, this is a Disney movie, folks. Mm -hmm. Jack sees searchlights and is excited until giant howitzers are pointed his way and start firing. He says, they're celebrating. They're thanking us for doing such a great job. I really, I did not expect to see the the flat cannons coming out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love the whole, just like, I don't know, very 19, 1960s. Yes. Like, yes. between the cops and the the suburbia and then the military. Like, right. yes, the military will defend us. Civil defense. It was just an interesting choice not to show the the adult faces, I thought. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. The uh, unsettling Japanese children (laughs) was a choice, too. Well, back in Halloween Town, Oogie Boogie is with Sandy Claus and doing his business to him when we see a leg appear through the door. It's Sally's. Well, Oogie is excited, which is creepy. He spits in his hand and whips his hair. Like, if he had hair... He slicks it back. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, boy. it's a good move. And he he's got a foot fetish. He likes feet. Yeah. Sally's hands drop down that are you know dismembered to let Santa Claus free. And eventually, Oogie figures this out and is none too pleased and starts yelling and doing giant inhales. I mean, Oogie is pretty creepy. Yeah, he is pretty creepy. He's got bugs in his mouth. Yep. Uh, Sally, the real hero of the movie. Oh, really? for sure, for sure. 
you know, leave it to the woman. Anyway, mm-hmm. we cut back to Jack, who's starting to figure out that he's the target of all this bombardment. Right around the time Michelle hits a sleigh, and he says Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night as he falls to a fiery explosion as Halloween Town looks on and mourns, and just a reminder that this is a Disney movie. And I don't mean to be a uh, you know be a downer here, but that's not how flat cannons work. You don't like yeah. shell the the target. Yeah, whatever. Well, the mayor says he knew this Christmas thing was a bad idea. Not true. That's not true. He didn't say that. He didn't know that. Terrible news, folks. The worst news of our times. Jack has been blown to smithereens. <laughs> Terrible news. We see a different policeman back in the real world driving through neighborhoods saying there's no sign of Santa. Christmas will have to be canceled. <laughs> I love that he's going like driving down like Some street to street, yes. like door to door. Yeah, like, sorry, folks, Santa's that Christmas is over. Sorry. <laughs> Jack, for his part, is out cold in the cemetery, is roused by zero into song. Andy, how are you doing with the libretto here? All these songs. <sighs> I, it's a I, lot. It was a lot. And I have yeah. to admit, that's one of the problems I have with this movie because yeah. of the, all, the, all the singing. But we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. Well, he's finally sad. This is not a happy Jack. He sings he never intended all this madness. All he wanted was to bring them something great. But he did his best. At least he has left some stories they could tell. But for the first time in since he can't remember, he feels like himself again, and all of a sudden he remembers he is the Pumpkin King, and he's got some ideas that will really make him screen. He can't wait for Halloween. And then he realizes he may just still have some time to set things right. Oogie Boogie has Sandy Claus over a barrel now, but Jack is on the case. He's on his way. He hears Sally yelling, climbs down into Oogie's lair. As he's about to drop Sally and Sandy into a witch's brew. Um, <laughs> yeah, again, Michael, the balance of power here clearly in Jack's favor. Yeah, all he has to do is show up and Boogie like freaks out. So... How, what? <laughs> How yeah. does that work? Jack just not really that intimidating a guy, but apparently right. in Halloween town, he's hot stuff. He's got a long reach with those. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, Iggy says one more roll of the ice dice ought to do it. Rolls snake eyes and slams his canvas fist down to get 11. And as he tries to send Sally and Sandy to their fiery grave, Jack arrives and Oogie has a few tricks up his sleeve, mainly giant playing cards that Michael mentioned with rotating daggers, slot machine cowboys who shoot. Probably gave Michael some video game PTSD there. Oh, God, you have no idea. A giant I do love, I gotta song. say, I, I, sorry, I, I love the musical sting when Jack comes up, uh, when Oogie's like pulling up the thing that he slid yes. Santa Claus off, but then he pulls it up and Jack's like, got his like, uh, his elbow down and his like his face on his hand like a glamour shot That's pose. Great. I mean, it's, there's a great music <laughs> sting there that I really enjoy. Well, Iggy tries to escape, but Jack pulls a thread on the canvas and reveals that Iggy is made completely of bugs, which is Ugh. very disturbing. So yeah. gross. Really Especially gross. the shot. Oh, this is another one of those that I think it was probably a live action shot is when the bugs are falling into witch's brew. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> witch's brew? It's, it's something like a witch's brew. Um, 
but, but the uh, bugs are just like it's like sprinkles on ice yes, cream like, coming I did down think to this stuff. That one seemed yeah right. He, he's standing over Santa Claus and he's like bugs dropping into Santa Claus's oh. like beard. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They would disappear behind the hair. And I was like, oh. (laughs) I mean, this like, yeah, yeah. This movie is already pretty dark, but it's really starting to like bottom out for me at this point. Yeah. Well, there's like one last insect that's talking in Oogie's voice, and it gets stomped on by a vindictive Santa Claus who is, (laughs) you know, not happy. Says that Sally is the only one who made sense around here, which I have to agree with. Yes. Jack says he hopes it's still time. Santa, you know, Flex and says, of course there is. I'm Santa Claus. Well, now it's Sally and Jack beginning to talk, but are interrupted by being discovered by the mayor and his and the little scamps. We cut back to the real world, and Santa is quickly making everything right and doing all the damage Jack did. Jack arrives triumphantly back in Halloween Town. Everyone rejoices, and as Jack prepares to make remarks, Santa flies over, and we see some snow begin to fall. Santa wishes Jack happy Halloween, and he wishes back Merry Christmas to Santa. And we have a refrain of what's this combined with this is Halloween, and all the impish spirits are loving the snow. I mean, who doesn't love snow, guys? I love it. I love this scene, the, uh, the scenes with the snow. It's great. Sally, for her part, escapes to the now frozen graveyard and begins to pluck at her little forget-me-not thistle. Jack finds her. He says he'd like to join her by her side. It's plain for anyone to see we're simply meant to be. And in front of a full moon, we see them embrace and kiss, and old Zero flies off and vanishes into a star point. And with that, we end our Nightmare Before Christmas. And finally, everything worked out just fine. Christmas was saved, though there wasn't much time. But after that night, things were never the same. Each holiday now knew the other one's name. And though that one Christmas things got out of hand, I'm still rather fond of that skeleton man. So, many years later, I thought I'd drop in. And there was old Jack still looking quite thin, with four or five skeleton children at hand playing strange little tunes in their xylophone band. And I asked old Jack, Do you remember the night when the sky was so dark and the moon shone so bright? When a million small children pretending to sleep nearly didn't have Christmas at all, so to speak? And would, if you could, turn that mighty clock back to that long, fateful night? Now, think carefully, Jack. Would you do the whole thing all over again, knowing what you know now, knowing what you knew then? And he smiled like the old pumpkin king that I knew, then turned and asked softly of me, Wouldn't you... What a great shot. Great shot. Uh, Yeah. So many great shots. And I hate we're not rating this because, you know, you got to give this production a five out of five. Well, I was going to say, yeah. For sure. A masterpiece. I was going to say, I'm not that wild about the music. Um, Some of the songs I like more than others, but the, the, I will give the music just because of the complex nature of it. And, the recording is incredible. It's just yeah. the arrangement and the orchestration make up for what I don't like about the actual songwriting. 
It's a little yeah. too like stage musical to me. It's very like Les Mis. It's yeah. Like, it's like an opera or an operetta. Yeah. Or libretto. Yeah. 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 I love just the way everything's shot. I I didn't bring it up when we were talking about when Sally gets in her little sad song when she's let the fog loose and she's kind of like wandering around through the fog. It it looks so good. Yeah. Uh, just like shooting these stop motion puppets in a fog, how difficult that would be. But it looks like she's on like Dagobah or something. It looks <laughs> like 1980 era. Uh, I don't know. It just, just it looks amazing, and uh, I, I no matter how many times I see this, I'm so impressed with how good it looks. Andy, Robert, anybody? Well, I mean, going back to the uh, production value, I mean, if if we were going to rate it, uh, we always put you know um, Roger Rabbit sort of at the at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I mean, this is this I think this would be a straight five. I, yep. I, I would think from all of us. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, just sure. unbelievable production value in this. Um, so I hate that we, we can't rate it, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's an easy one. I, I was thinking, I was kind of mentally rating it as I watched it. And like, you know, no, no second guessing on that one. I'm with, I'm with you though, Jeff, I, I, I the songs, I think some are re- like, this is Halloween. I think it's a good song. Oh, yeah. yeah. I like that What's yeah. this? I think it's a good song. Yeah, but you know, after a while, they're all. They, it kind of wears you out. It yeah. does fall There's, into a kind of samey zone. I feel like I think yeah. that's the issue. It just gets like, oh, another this. Okay, another it's very elfman Yeah, yes. I uh, I put that in my notes. Just the Sally and the Sally song, just sigh. I mean, just um, I, I was ready for that one to end. And yeah, and I guess we've already started to point out some of the stuff about the the writing. I think. Obviously, the conceit is wonderful. I feel like um, there's, yeah, there's just some loose ends by the nature of the length of the film. Um, I'd be interested yeah. to know if they had a, a a more intricate script and they just didn't have the budget and time to finish yeah. it. Yeah, I'd wonder too how how much it was affected by um, just the necessity of not being able to make a long, long movie. Right. Uh, which I think worked in his favor. And I will notice, uh, I noticed on storyboard, uh, the storyboard credit was to the late, great uh, Joe Raft. Of, oh, wow. Huh. Of Pixar fame. Yeah. And uh, so it's not surprised that a very lean, mean story uh, under well, And gag focused too. And gag focused totally. Because um, he was kind of the best in the biz. So yeah, just in that second act, just a little explanation of who everybody was and how they related to each other would have, and just a little bit more about like Jack's motivation. Well, and I think Sally's motivation, I think Sally's love for Jack is a little, I mean, I guess he's the dude, but, uh, and she's just wants to get out, but it would be cool if there was like one little nugget of like, Jack looked at me one time and paid attention to me and. Yeah, yeah. Or something, you know, like just yeah. to make it more cohesive. But yeah. establishing them at all, like whether they actually even knew each other. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Andy, yeah. Had, did, were you the one that said it was? A th- it took three years to make this? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, suddenly Ben Wyatt's claymation, uh, <laughs> Parks and Recreation. <laughs> makes- Somebody. 
<laughs> no, it was Stan. Stan, yeah. Stan, yeah. Stan. Yeah, Stan. Yeah, I, 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 my mind went to smashing on that. Uh, Stan. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Stan. I spent two weeks on this. <laughs> yeah. I, I really related to that part of Parks and Rec. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it was good. too real. Yeah, Very this real. movie, you know, it's one of those for me. See, I'm I'm not a big Halloween guy. Nah, yeah. me neither. I've never I don't I don't like being scared. No, uh, I no. don't like scary movies. And so no. combining that with but on the flip side, I, I love Christmas. I love the the, yeah. the warmth and the the jo- the joyfulness at Christmas. Um, and so that contrast combined with um, the fact that it was a musical. I mean, it's, essentially, it's a musical because there's just so much music in it, and uh, it, it just it it didn't it doesn't feel good to me. It's one of those things I love the production, and there's so many things that I'm really high on. I think. I know we're not rating it, but the like the story, I, the I, whole idea, I think, is a fantastic idea. And like you were saying, there's a lot of there's some loose threads that I think they could tie up, and all those things. But as far as like if for entertaining t- entertainment, it's not an it's not a movie that I would put on and sit down and watch it. Now, when the family all wants to sit down and watch it, I'm like, okay, uh, and then I can you know look at my phone or whatever. Right, right. <laughs> But it's not one of those that I'm like, this is a, something that I just love and want to sit down and watch. I, I just I respect it for what it is, but that's about where I am on it. I can see that. I, I was thinking uh, as I was watching too, because I too, I'm I'm a Christmas person. I'm, I don't like scary things. I don't like gross things. Yeah. Um, I, and, but I think this works for me because Jack, like if it was the opposite way around, the fact that Jack is obsessed with Christmas works for me because it's like, okay, you're, you're surrounded by all this gross stuff, but you really into, you know, you see the appeal of Christmas. And so, uh, yeah, I can get aboard that train, but yeah, I see what you're saying for me though. It's just like the, the technical nature of it is just so amazing that like, uh, even though I'm not into all the, like the weird stuff, the strange and bizarre. bizarre. <laughs> uh, it, it's just it. It's just so amazing to me. Yeah. The, just the technical aspect of it that, like, I get sucked in every time I see it. It's like a um, a reverse Grinch in a way. You have this, you know, deplorable creatures that actually are interested in Christmas. In yeah, way. yeah. Um, that's a good point. I had never thought about it that way. But that, yeah, that's a good point. Well, anything else to say before we put this one to bed? Ooh. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. Well, uh, that thus ends our spooky Halloween special. And it's time to turn our heads back into season five. Because, you know, this isn't part of season five, is it, Robert? No, Jeff, this, this is not. This is a special. This is a special. Yeah, so uh, back in the world of season five, Robert, where are we headed next? Oh, man. So, yeah, in case you forgot, last year we did the old sword and the stone. and um, A rift was formed. A new alliance was forged. A new <laughs> alliance was forged from this, from the ashes. Uh, I mean, it's, to me, it's the most controversial, at least episode internally that we've ever had. <laughs> Absolutely. 
no doubt. <laughs> a nation divided. You know, it was. A house divided. <laughs> Unlikely bedfellows. So um, I knew that we uh, we had to get back on track, and I picked a movie that I, w- I am certain will avoid another unsettling uh, behavior from our society members forming unholy alliances. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this movie was on a heavy rotation in my home growing up. Um, I know it was for the Crawfords. I uh, distinctly remember when Jeff, you were like getting pretty good at the acoustic guitar. One of the first songs I ever heard you play was from this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't surprise me. It's uh, pretty high on my list of animated features and we're uh, taking society deep in the Sherwood forest and joining up with Robin Hood and his merry men with the 1973 classic. So what is Robin your reaction? Hood, I... Well, I mean, this was, a, I mean, this was up there with like Star Wars and stuff for me when I was a kid. It was a huge, huge movie for me. I'm just going to do the Lee Corso and say not so fast, my friend, because I wouldn't be so sure we're going to avoid unsettling behavior with this one. Um, oh. You might be surprised. Oh, no. What have um, I done? I'm just saying. <laughs> Robin Hood. There's some stuff. There's some stuff, man. But yeah, I, I I I just have such a soft soft spot for this movie. We had it taped off of Disney Sunday movie with the yes. hollow oh, intro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Beautiful. So I'm gonna go find that. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. Hopefully, it's online somewhere to see. If it's not, you guys need to rip it and find the VHS. Yeah, I know. I'm oh have yeah. To find it somewhere and uh, exactly. yes, do that. He's standing in like a set from the movie. Like yeah. Hello, I'm in Sherwood Forest. Yeah, basically. (laughs) This is an interesting time for the Disney studio and an interesting little pivot point for their production. So there'll be a lot to talk about for sure. Yeah, it is. It's funny because it's coming up because I've been doing some research lately for something else about about this era. Something else. something, Something else entirely. And Robin Hood comes up a lot because... I mean, I won't go into it too much, but it was the 50th anniversary of the studio. And they're like, Hey, we're still making the best movies we've ever made. And like all the old time animators were like, we're old and quitting right. <laughs> and there's no one else to take up the mantle. So yeah, Where's interesting time for sure. Yeah. Andy, you seen this one? Yeah, I've seen this one, but I, I don't. It, I think the last time I saw it all the way through, I was a little kid. I've seen that. You know, oh, man. when my kids have been watching it, I've I'll watch parts of it. I think it gets slow in some parts. I think I don't remember. Nah, uh, I'm, I'm, no I'll be interested in re- revisiting. I do. I remember having the my sister and I had the, a record that had the music on it, and I like. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I I loved the music for this one. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking. Anybody talk that. smack about the music? I'm, we're gonna have problems. Even love. Oh yeah, I've gotten right way into love. Oh, yeah, interesting. It's it's, it's really, uh, yeah, goes on and on. That's true. We interrupt this program for a pastoral vignette between two old friends. Hey, Andy. Yeah, Robert. Did you ever think we'd be here? I mean, after all this time knowing each other. Back at university, there was only today. It was all right in front of us, uh, just for the taking. What was that song from Rent? 
No day but today. Yeah, that's that's what it was like. But did you ever think think ahead to where we'd be right now? Nope, not really. Really? Never? Nope. I guess I didn't either. I mean, I knew I wanted to be a dad and all, but I never guessed I'd be an investment banker and then leave it all behind to ride on the back of a garbage truck collecting garbage. Just goes to show. Oh, looks like uh, you got a, a tug on the old line there, Andy. Uh, uh. Come here, fish. Hot dog. That's uh, that's a that's got a real fight to it there, uh, Andy. But uh, but listen, Andy. Uh, fish. Uh. Well, I mean, I I guess it's all this all goes to show you, doesn't it? I mean, anyway, like like I was saying, I I would have never thought we'd be here now. Where we are today. Ah, fish. It's really something. Just uh, if you think about it. Uh, huh? What are you talking about? I guess I'm talking about how you never know <laughs> what's going to happen in your life. I suppose it, but practically, <laughs> I suppose, but particularly in. <laughs> how long did it take to write this? <laughs> I guess, I guess I'm talking about how you never know what's going to happen in life. I suppose, but particularly in relating to our time in college, where we had some real formative experiences. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, really, one of the biggest shocks is how Todd blossomed. I would have never thought he uh, he had the stuff back in university. He always seemed like a Friday Night Freddy to me. Not really the the, the professional type. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a reason we all called him Todd the God. That guy. Woo. <laughs> I remember that one time we threw our mascot, Old Lang Syne, into the duck pond. I thought we'd never hear the end of that one. <laughs> what about that time? That time he poured all that chili down the banister at the two story Wendy's. Well, yeah, Andy, uh, we all change, and Todd was really, really been a huge help here at the society with all our graphics. But not only that, uh, he has designed business cards for me, done a lot of branding, all of my failed startups through the years, and through it all, just generally helped us look good. It's true, Robert. But the sad part is, Todd would really do that for anyone, you know? It's not just because we know him. Todd is the cream of the crop in a world of Canva hacks. <laughs> Nowadays, everyone thinks they can just slop some text on a document, call it graphic design. But Todd, now Todd is an old head. He knows how it all works and he can really make it pop. Uh, old head, make it pop, Andy. You got uh, so much slang, I think it's going to make this boat sink. The only thing that's going to make this boat sink is all of these beers we pack. So less talking, more drinking. You're right. No day but today, right? Just like rent. This has been a paid endorsement for the Bided Graphics Solutions at BidedGraphics.com. No real alcohol was consumed in the making of this commercial, and the makers of this ad do not recommend drinking or driving, even boats. It's particularly dangerous if you're close to an outcropping of rocks or any dams and levees. Furthermore, Todd was never referred to as Todd the God at university. Give Todd a try on his website and Upworks!
So from all of us here at the Midfield Society, Film Society, Film Society to all of you, we wish you a happy Halloween and we'll be back soon with the world of Robin Hood. So long, everyone. Deck the patch with orange and black. Fa la 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 la. Ha 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 ha. Take along your goody sack. Fa la 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 la. La la. Ha ha. Done. We now are gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> Here.